Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, your host, life coach, and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, we are discussing goodbye. If you're a loyal listener of the show, you may have gotten a bit nervous seeing or hearing the title, I'm not saying goodbye. Emotional badass is not saying goodbye. But I think that's kind of the point that when we think about goodbyes, most of us get a little tense, a little sad. We don't quite know what to do with them. In my own healing journey, when I have worked with therapists, counselors, psychologists, body workers, no matter who it was in the healing realm. If I look back, the people who sort of helped me heal up the voids or fill up the voids within myself were always the healers that I felt a genuine care from. They still had boundaries. They didn't stick me in their pocket and take me home and feed me soup they didn't show up at my house and say, oh my gosh, I'm going to get enmeshed in your life and fix all your problems. And we may have some of these little fantasies when we work with a healer. Our inner child may just want the adults to take over and show up and fix all the things. In my own work as a counselor, I started noticing that the more that I showed my genuine care, the more I saw my clients heal. The more bonded we grew, the more trust developed, the more deeply we could do the healing work that needed doing. Now, I understand having been in the therapy chair myself for many, many, many years. If you've heard me talk about it before, my estimate is that I've spent about 70 grand over the course of my life, and I am not rich. There are times when I did not have money for food, but I was paying for therapy, It's a weird thing to consider, especially if we have some familial trauma, that our healers may actually care for us and may really love us. When clients get upset or their inner child comes out during a session, sometimes what I will hear is that it's just a paid relationship and that the care isn't real, that I'm just there for the money. I know that I felt that being in the therapy chair. 
I've definitely felt that with healers that I thought were just kind of there. They were listening. They were passing the minutes until I left and they were collecting pay. But then there were others that my empath qualities could pick up on that they were rooting for me, that they genuinely cared about my best interest. They wanted me to figure out how to let go of my pain so that I could feel successful as a human being on the inside first and then externally in this complicated, complex, modern world that we're in. If you go back, I think it's September 2018, maybe 2017, I'm bad about time in this way. I was a guest on Lisa Tahir's show, All Things Therapy. She's been my main healer for, gosh, I guess pushing maybe 15 years now. It was profound for me when she just said in a session one day that she loved me. I knew it was true. And it validated for my empath qualities that I could start to trust more of what I was feeling, even if someone didn't say it out loud to me. And from that belief and that experience, I've been able to hold that space for people that I work with. Because for me to work more than once with anyone, guaranteed, there is a part of me that is loving something about them. Maybe it's loving my client's spirit. Maybe it's loving the twinkle in their eye. Maybe it's loving their sense of wit, their sense of humor, their zest for life. Maybe even the way they move their bodies, like their little body idiosyncrasies that are so intimate that I get to see and observe and pick up. To see somebody in their painful moments and see them move on is very inspiring to me. It's a hard thing for me not to fall in love with just because of the person that I am. I think there's so much love that happens between healthy healers and clients. And from that love, that rapport, that care, that trust that can develop over time, what comes out of that are these very beautiful goodbyes. We don't hear a lot of healers talk about their goodbyes. Years ago, I used to do a lot of marketing, a lot of meetup groups, a lot of connecting with other healers, other energy workers, other therapists in whatever community I was in at the time. This is my third physical community since I've been practicing as a counselor. I started asking questions. As you pick things up about different professionals' practices, I would ask colleagues questions like, well, how often do you get goodbyes with clients? You know, sometimes I work with people who are very scared of the therapist firing them but it goes both ways. A big part of burnout in this field is that people can just disappear, that we have this intimate work. And if you as the client wake up one day and decide, nope, not doing it anymore, you have every right to just fully disappear. And we have no right to track you down and say, hey, what happened? You alive? You okay? Some of us may overstep some of that very strong boundary and cross over it to go, hey, are you okay? You have every right to leave me, but I'm just checking in. Life gives us a lot of very messy and very sort of dirty goodbyes. If I look back at my own life, pre-professional life, goodbyes were often sudden, no closure, no conversations. Sometimes goodbyes were screaming matches and door slams. Sometimes goodbyes were just never showing up again and ghosting. 
Some of my goodbyes were long and drawn out from a terminal illness. Some of my goodbyes felt very much like I was thrown away and tossed away like a piece of trash. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. The therapeutic goodbye isn't spoken about enough. And it makes sense, right? You're doing your work, and if you do the bulk of your work, you don't want to keep paying a counselor a lot of money per hour to go then just have a goodbye. That logic makes sense. But part of why it makes sense is because counselors, our national board, our state boards, we don't do the more you know commercials. Maybe that's what this is. This is my form of this old after school commercials of the more you know. The clients over the years that have understood the power of what's offered in a therapeutic goodbye will show up for those goodbye sessions, understanding the value inherent in them to be able to look at someone in the face and say, wow. This is where you were when I met you, and this is where you are now. Look at how far you've come. To take that moment, oh, it's going to make me cry. I'm strong in these tears. To sit there and hold space together, to feel all that has happened over the course of our therapeutic relationship, all that has integrated into the new way of being that you know how to hold for yourself. It's something that seals up our work. It's something that gives us a healthy, you are ready to go and you don't need me anymore. I am here for you if you ever do, but you are ready to fly. Go fly. I'm proud of you and I believe in you. And the cool part about that is that you don't need my approval. It just is the way that it is. It's some of my favorite moments in this profession. Sometimes to close out with clients, if you're a therapist or you're a life coach and you're wondering, how do I, how do I do this? How do I hold space for the goodbye? Because you probably haven't had great goodbyes yourself. Not a lot of us do. We might play a song that we each chose to highlight our work and sit there and listen to it together. We might complete over the course of our last few sessions together an art project. I've collaged and paper macheed the thoughts and feelings of our experience together. Sometimes I'll make a picture and they'll make a picture and we'll exchange them. I've been gifted with pieces of artwork that line my walls. I've got pictures and creations of what it felt like to work with me. And I get to have those to the very end of my life. And the things that aren't hanging on my walls and all of those precious goodbye moments 
they are tucked into my psyche. They are tucked into my heart. They show me how powerful the human condition is, how resilient we are as a highly sensitive people, and how a goodbye can be so full of a sweetness instead of a bitter sweetness when we just take a moment to look at each other and say, I value you so much that we're going to hold space for each other and say goodbye. It heals up a lot of our funky goodbyes in this life. Since having this form of healthy goodbye, I have been able to have healthier goodbyes in my personal life. Not always perfect, not flawless, not storybook, but better. And the openness and the rawness that I used to feel in the center of my chest, like I was just burst open and raw, doesn't happen anymore. And that's a cool thing to be able to sit with myself and know, wow, I've really grown into being able to hold space for the feelings around goodbyes. I don't have to be terrified of goodbyes. I don't have to be overwhelmed by them. I don't have to be shut down and I don't have to hide from them. It's an amazing piece of adulting that I think a lot of us miss on this journey. So today's episode was about me highlighting something about goodbyes. I hope it gave you something that you can work with right where you are. We're all on a different part of the journey. I appreciate how we're all on a different part of this journey. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being an amazing support for this show. Every time you share something that helps you in some way, every time you review the show or hang out at Patreon, if this or any other episode resonates with you, please feel encouraged to share it from our website, emotionalbadass.com. Thank you for supporting us as we support you. It helps us support others. It's a big old love fest. So today I want to take a moment, take a deep breath, and just really honor the goodbye available to us inside of this little teeny tiny goodbye of this episode that I will tell you from the fullness of my heart that I am grateful that you're listening and that you're out there being the change. And this is goodbye until next time. I'll take care of myself and I know you will too. I am an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to Calm History dot com.